Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for April the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is indeed our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Hope you had an absolutely fantastic weekend full of God, family, and country. Hope you spent your time protecting life, liberty, and property as I did. Welcome to the broadcast. By the way, our website's for archives, libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net and at loving liberty you can get the iphone app and the android app download them live and on demand radio at your fingertips there's incredible talk shows around the clock live on the radio and then they're turned into podcast after the fact and then we have many other podcasts that you can select that are incredible in their own right not on the radio channel because of their varying lengths by podcast nature nevertheless they're still incredible talk show hosts incredible content all available for you. All right. Without further ado, a quick recap of Saturday's show is in order. We are live six days a week, two hours a day. Uh, sometimes we do a rebroadcast of one of our shows if we're traveling or uh, once in a while there's a conflict. But for the most part, we're six days a week, two hours a day in an effort to bring to you news the networks refuse to use around the clock. All right. So Saturday's show, uh, we had a guest on, a fellow podcaster, if you will, a lady by the name of Annie Ubellis. And uh, she's a talk host in her own right of a program called Southern Sense, southern-sense.com. And Southern Sense is conservative talk radio with Annie, the radio chickadee, is what she calls herself, uh, as well as Curtis C.S. Bennett. And uh, he's the co-host. He's also a multi-book author. And their show, uh, by the way, is informative, fun, irreverent, and politically incorrect. You never know where you'll go, they say, but you'll absolutely enjoy the journey. All right. We talked about the fact on her website she had an incredible question to be asked. Can America be saved? 2022 elections alert is the headline. And uh, Annie and I both agree America can be saved. But it's going to take good, honest Americans standing up for God, family, and country in the culture war to get it done. It starts with your precinct. It starts with honesty is the issue honesty in elections for starters uh, anyway annie leads one of the tea party organizations that still exist do you all remember the tea party yeah in some places it's still live and strong as ever we talked about new jersey is preparing to teach transgender identity to second graders ladies and gentlemen as part of the state's new sex education standards. They say that will take effect in fall 2022. Scary as all get out, is it not? We also talked about Disney now is reportedly assisting their employees and their children with sex 
change and gender affirmation procedures through the company's benefits programs as part of the insurance, if you will. Wow. The company's benefits team is reportedly uh, providing and authoring um, resources and guides to help employees and children transition to the opposite gender. I mean, it is insane what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. Why would Disney be promoting this agenda? They're literally around the country promoting hormone blockers for children without parental knowledge uh, in government schools. They're literally at Disney promoting that. Why turn males into females and females into males? Why attempt such a psychotic effort in the first place? Number one, you cannot change gender, folks. That's God's law. It is humans trying to play God. It is a disgrace. And it's one thing to think, oh, there's a few people doing it here or there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you have governments in bed with government schools in bed with Disney and huge corporations all backing this, I don't know what you want to call it, this psychotic desire to change gender. Why would I want to be a female? It's not possible to become one, but why would I even attempt such an agenda? Well, Sam, because there's people who feel like they're born in the wrong body. Okay. But they're the crazy exception, not the rule, even if you believe that it's legitimate. Now we're trying to do this to children all across the country as if it's a mass hysteria. It is insane. In fact, it's so insane, thank heavens there's somebody standing up at the culture war. The great state of Alabama and their legislative body passed a bill on Thursday criminalizing sex change treatments for children, including these, uh, what do you want to call them, hormone blockers, cross-sex hormones and transgender sex change surgeries. Alabama is shutting that down. The bill, if signed by Governor Kay Ivey, would literally treat actions like castration of children and sex train, sex train, wow, sex change treatments as literally class C felonies. I guess that would mean 10 years in prison for medical practitioners who are involved in this stuff. It is insane, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, there you have it. You won't see Will Smith at the Oscars uh, for the next 10 years, but of course he can still get awards. Yeah, Academy's Award does not strip him of his awards or anything else. We also talked about with sex reassignment surgery, genital mutilation. Is it genital mutilation, this sex reassignment surgery? I say that it unequivocally is. Now, FGM is performed on the female genitals, whereas MGM is performed on the male genitalia. FGM and MGM, are they different? Yeah, because one's on a male, one's on a female, but are they similar? Are they the same? If female circumcision, ladies and gentlemen, was as widespread as male circumcision in America, how do you feel mainstream organizations, especially women's organizations, would respond? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you right now, it's insanity. We also compared, as the broadcast finished last Saturday, talking about genetically engineered mosquitoes released in California. What could go wrong? Genetically modified GM mosquitoes are documented at cdc.gov. Is it interesting? Yeah, you got population control where they'd kill all the girls in China. Yeah, 
literally um, China's one-child policy started in 1980. Okay, they created forced abortions, fine for violators, and more. The history of female infanticide in, in Asia can't be underestimated. 200 million girls killed in China. Where are the feminists when you need them? Huh? Sadly, the CDC and the EPA have been weaponized against us, ladies and gentlemen. So you say, Sam, wait a minute. You were just talking about mosquitoes. <laughs> now you're talking about uh, sex reassignment surgery. And then you're talking about girls killed in China. What are you talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, you got to ask yourself some serious questions. These genetically modified mosquitoes are produced and used to control mosquito populations. That's right. GM mosquitoes, that's genetically modified mosquitoes, are mass produced in a laboratory to, cre- to have two kinds of special genes. A self-limiting gene, that's right, a self-limiting gene that prevents the female mosquito from living to adulthood. And then a marker gene, a fluorescent gene, where you can see it under a light so you can know when you catch mosquitoes which ones are the genetically modified ones. So you got a self-limiting gene and a marker gene. Well, ladies and gentlemen, when GM mosquitoes produced in the laboratory lay eggs, these eggs carry the self-limiting and the fluorescent gene. In the United States, ladies and gentlemen, the use of GM mosquitoes is regulated by the EPA. And before they release these mosquitoes, they have to get permission because it's experimental. So here's my question for all of you. Let me tie all this together really quick. You really got to ask yourself this honest, open question, ladies and gentlemen. When they have experiments in China, where they literally eliminate all the girls to the, the girls by murder to the tune of 200 million girls, and now these men don't have any partners. Now they're just warriors or nothing in life, if you will. Now they're doing the same thing in mosquito land. They're literally using these experiments to kill all the female mosquitoes. Sound familiar? Both are interested in population control. One of mosquitoes, the other of humans. Now you put that together with the vaccination benders that we're talking about. We tell you they'll mess with the ability of male and female humans to have children. They mock us and laugh and say, no, come on. There's nothing to do with that. But understand the mosquito program is designed, ladies and gentlemen, designed clearly to reduce the population and to supposedly protect us from viruses that the female mosquito spreads. Well, do you find an eerie parallel when the EPA and the CDC are all in bed on these experiments on mosquitoes and humans and they're taking the same tactic, literally kill all the females, mess with the ability of the male and the female to have children? gene modification and then you understand that the vaccination is a massive gene therapy experiment and you go whoa is there a parallel between the two it gets more scared it's frankensteinish is it not liberty roundtable live in seconds with our guest lowell nelson on your radio
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org on your radio. Welcome, sir. I'm glad to be here, Sam. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Before we get to the news you have, uh, I was parallel uh, comparing these mosquito experimental programs where they're literally killing all the females to the communist experimental programs where they literally kill all the human uh, females uh, besides one-child policy, kind of, etc., I know they're abandoning that to some degree, but isn't it interesting? These experimental programs on humans and mosquitoes seem to have parallel agendas, population control. Uh, That's very very scary to me, uh, Lowell. Very much so to me too, Sam. In fact, I worry that the gene therapy that they've used on mosquitoes might uh, affect the uh, adult population of, of human, you know, the human population. Who knows, but... Maybe the uh, the animal proteins or whatever that are used in the gene manipulation in the mosquitoes might cross over and somehow affect the um, you know the, the the adult females here in the human population. Maybe these mosquitoes uh, that um, you know I mean it, it's not beyond imagination. We we have people talking about genetically modified foods that carry the spike protein because it's so hard to get everybody to to take the take the jab, the clot shot, that if they could modify food genetically so that the food, by ingesting the foods that they genetically modify, they somehow generate spike proteins in the human body. So you don't have to, you don't have to vaccinate the whole world anymore. You simply uh, get them, entice them to eat your food. I mean, that's scary. So, you know, the, the genetically modified mosquitoes is scary. The GM 
uh, uh, food that they're planting is scary. Uh, we live in a wow, a tempestuous world, Sam, and um, and the, the, the specter of either of those um, organisms being let loose on the population is is scary to me, Sam. Yes, indeed. Not to mention the bioweapon that uh, has become COVID. You kind of wonder, is that, um, you know, similar in gene modification? And uh, then you kind of wonder, man, the vaccine, um, interesting. You either bit, get bit by a, by a mosquito to give you the whatever or the vaccine. or uh, All I'm telling you is there are parallels to this research, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you believe for one second that there is not? All right. Now, Utah County Republican Party had a nominated convention and uh, Lowell Nelson was there. We want to give you the results of that uh, in a general way. And again, why are we talking about this if it's so specific to our county? Because that's where we live. What do we believe it has for you? It has ramifications across the country. You need to be involved in your local county, uh, in your precinct uh, level politics uh, as well, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll talk about this, and hopefully you can look at it in terms of your county um, as you learn from ours. Lowell? Well, thank you, Sam, and uh, and hopefully it's encouraging to you too that these the trends that we identify here in this county will mirror uh, trends that uh, you have in yours. So it's nice to know what's coming. I think um, the, uh, the the uh, the convention was uh, kind of like a big family reunion in a lot of ways. Many of the people there are friends uh, who have been in this battle for liberty for for decades and decades and it really truly is heartening to see them and visit with them and and hobnob with them on you know in between votes and you know the people i was sitting with talking with i just just you know good friends friends in in liberty uh, so to speak um it, and the reason it's good to see them is because politics is a numbers game right here's one of the first lessons of politics if you have more people than your opponent then you win <laughs> pretty simple, you know, because uh, elections are decided uh, usually by a majority, sometimes by a plurality. But uh, if you have more of your people there than your opponent, then you then your your candidate wins, and that was uh, that that was the case here, again here at our convention. Now the voting was done on colored paper, which I was so glad to see. Colored paper. Were, that was the ballots we used. We did, we did not use the electronic clickers. We did not use uh, computers to tabulate. Um, we used paper. And then, of course, the pieces of paper were uniformly cut so they could be counted by weighing them on a carefully calibrated and a sensitive scale. Now, before you think that that's weird, uh, we've been doing that in Utah County for many years. You put a stack of paper on, on a scale that's uh, calibrated this way, you know exactly how many pieces of paper are on that scale. Um, and now, of course, if any race was particularly close within, you know, two, three, five percent, uh, and or if the stacks looked fairly equal, then the ballots were also manually counted one by one. Um, and of course, uh, we had several Liberty people, friends of, of ours who helped with the ballot collecting and the ballot counting. So we were, you know, I walked away from there very confident that the election results were, were true, they were accurate, and of course they were transparent because um, they, you know, the ballot boxes, 
were transparent, meaning you could see through them. You could see that they were empty when they began, and the poll watchers could could stand there as people came and dropped their ballots in the ballot box, and uh, they could then follow the ballot boxes into the counting room where they were uh, uh, opened, and the ballots uh, 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 then were separated into stacks, uh, each you know one stack for each candidate in the race and because they were different colors it was very easy to tell them apart easy to separate into different races and then from there separate into the various stacks for each candidate so uh, anyway the, the counting was, and, and the reason I mentioned that Sam is because it's indicative of the huge pressure being brought by the people who are concerned with election integrity um, that were upset with the 2020 general election that thought there was, you know, uh, uh, cheating and so forth going on there. And so that's why this convention was conducted with such openness, such transparency, using paper ballots and, not, and no computers. Uh, we had about 1,500 possible delegates, and 1,468 of them were credentials. So 1468 out of 1513 amounts to 97% turnout, which, you know, the new delegates there were pretty amazed about that. But I'm here to tell you, having attended dozens of these conventions, that that is fairly average for an even-numbered year, the year of what we call the nominating convention year. Turnout will drop to about two-thirds of that for the organizing convention next year. Now, as I mentioned, people are concerned with election integrity. We chose among three candidates for county clerk, for example. Now, one candidate works in the office currently and spoke in glowing terms about the election system here in Utah County. Yep, the one that people are concerned about, the, the 2020 general Glowing election. terms about destroying one of the most incredible checks and balances, keeping government closest to the people, which is the precincts. We've circumvented all those with mail-in ballots. Uh, even if you claim it's because of the COVID and we had to, you can't speak of the elections and glowing results with that reality on the table, lol. Come on now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, another candidate acknowledged that the election process might have its flaws, but also, you know, supported it uh, overall. Well, the third candidate said, yeah, he'll do what the law requires, but he'll also do everything he possibly can do to minimize the the, the possible corruption of our election. He, be, he would begrudgingly send ballots by mail as required by law, for example, but he suggested that where possible, he would require ID when those ballots were cast, right? So, I mean, that's a, that's a great step forward. And he had some other good ideas. This candidate, his name is Aaron Davidson. He won the nomination, Sam, with 68% of the vote. I mean, landslide. And so he's not going, even going to a primary. Uh, he has won the, the party's nomination. He'll be on the general election ballot in, in November. And as everybody knows, if you get to be on the general election ballot and you're a Republican in a red county, you win the election. So basically he will be our next Yeah, but don't first. take that for granted, though, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now either. Well, yeah, because, you know, we're different here in Utah County than other uh, counties. Basically, 100% of the time for the past, I don't know how many years, the Republican nominee will win and, and has won the general election. 
And that concerns um, okay. me too, though, because what you have in that scenario is really vote fraud by very nature. When you have a party that's private, it's not government. When you have a party that vets all these candidates in their process and then puts up a candidate that really virtually never loses in a general election, what you've done is kind of rigged it before you even get to the general uh, election in November. So I'm concerned about that, Lowell. I know a lot of people aren't. They're just like, well, there's a lot of conservatives here. I get it, but you've got a private group that gets to control um, who appears there in the first place. It's of great concern. And I don't have any problem with using scales to count ballots in the first place, especially if there's a lot of disparity uh, between the two, because I think that the scales are fairly accurate. The only problem I have with that, and you can respond when we come back, is that we teach people that it's okay if you have a legitimate reason not to count the vote, not to count the vote. That concerns me by nature. Because you give them an inch and they'll take a mile. We'll talk about it with Lowell Nelson in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. More refugees are returning to Ukraine despite a raging war. The number hit nearly 23,000 on Saturday, making the most single day since Russia invaded seven weeks ago. The United Nations says four and a half million people have escaped the fighting so far, with 60% crossing the border into neighboring Poland. But it's estimated seven million others remain in country out of their homes. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told ABC News that U.S. intelligence indicated there was a plan from the highest levels of Russian government for its forces to commit atrocities in Ukraine. That there was a plan from the highest levels of the Russian government to target civilians who oppose the invasion, to cause violence against them, uh, to organize uh, efforts uh, to brutalize them in order to uh, try to terrorize the population and uh, subjugate it. USA Radio News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need, 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE, 833-34-BIBLE. Elon Musk will not be joining Twitter's board of directors. Twitter made the announcement overnight, days after they announced Musk would take a board seat. The defund the police movement, the support of soft-on-crime prosecutors, the policies have Americans seeing more violence across the country. According to the latest Rasmussen Reports poll, 61% of likely U.S. voters believe that violent crime is on the rise, and 47% believe that President Biden has done a poor job in handling law enforcement issues. 
A full 81% of respondents say they believe the issue will be important in the November midterm elections, including 46% who say it will be very important. Nearly two-thirds of voters say the Hunter Biden laptop story is important and believe the president was probably involved in his son's foreign business dealings. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. We are USA Radio News. We're talking about voting, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the fact that, you know what, you give them an inch and they'll take a mile, lol. Well, you know, the uh, stacks are of different sizes. When you stack those ballots up, um, it's very easy to tell that this candidate has more votes than the other candidate. Um, And so you're using technology, meaning the scales, you're using technology to derive the exact number of ballots cast for each of the candidates, but you've already manually or hand counted, uh, I mean, you've manually separated the ballots into three stacks if you have three candidates, which I think all of the races on Saturday were among three candidates. Um, So you have the three stacks, uh, one stack for each candidate, and it's pretty obvious in most cases which which candidate has the more has more ballots uh, has the most yeah, it, it's ballots. obvious the point that i'm making though is when you say i'm not going to count i'm going to use this technology to simplify the process then it's easy mm-hmm. to say well i'm going to use the next technology and the next yeah, technology I agree. And the ne- well you know hey it's really hard to have everybody go to their voting booth well it's kind of a pain in the butt you know what yeah. if we just vote by mail and we put it on a scale we're good right See, yep, the yep, problem is point. when you give them an inch, they take a mile. And so it's legitimate what you say each step of the way as we get further and further from, in my opinion, the clean, transparent, accountable vote. Each step seems so logical, so normal, so reasonable Yeah. Uh, until you end up where we are. And then you go, uh, uh, maybe not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a great point, Sam. And uh I was just describing the process, but you're, you're, it's a very, very valid point. Thank you. Yeah, and I want to be very clear. That doesn't mean that I think scales are horrible or anything like that. I do believe that they're very accurate, especially when you've got somebody that won 68% of the vote as you gave that one candidate. I mean, it's so obvious it's not even debatable, and any real honest vote watcher can know that that's legitimate. For example, the Utah County Sheriff Mike Smith uh, makes the point as well, right? Yes, he received 65% of the delegate vote, and therefore he will not face a primary either. Our party rules in this uh, state basically say, for most counties anyway, if a candidate, if, if any one candidate receives 60% of the delegate vote, then that person becomes the party's nominee. But anything less than 60%, then the two highest vote getters will go to a primary and will let the people. Uh, in a party decide, not just the delegates in a party. So that And was so good. this is an example where Mike Smith, hey, I don't believe he's a constitutional sheriff. I don't necessarily no. think he's an enemy by any means, but I don't think he's a constitutional sheriff, and I don't think he takes uh, that oath of office, at least when it comes to due process, uh, et cetera, seriously at all. Uh, but look, ladies and gentlemen, when you elect him, and then 65% of the delegates support him. They're the ones that are supposed to vet him. You don't get a chance downstream now. You've let a private party, 65% of the chosen servants or delegates of that party, 
make a decision for you. And now you don't really even get a choice at the ballot because he's a Republican. Therefore, he's sure to win. So, you know what? Anybody who's not happy with your county sheriff in Utah County, you've been flat out shut down. Everybody loves Mike. So everybody loves a non-constitutional sheriff in one of the most constitutional counties in the country. Lowell? Yeah, it's a good point, Sam. Mike has refused to join the CSPOA, and um, even though he professes to believe many of the things that Richard Mack teaches, he still refuses to join. So you know that there's something bothering him about that, and, and you know that there's, you know, he's, he's, not, he's not fully willing to, to go the full distance to be a constitutional sheriff. I don't know, I don't know why that is, but that's, that's what he, that's his position. Well, and the bottom line for the American people, again, this is what I say. Until you get enough people to move the needle, you're going to have, um, in my opinion, government officials who do not understand and or keep their oath. Count on it because there's not enough. Look, only one-third said we, we want to give a challenge to Mike. Two-thirds uh-huh. said no, no challenge even needed. While the rest of the people sat home and went, mm, let's watch TV, lol. Yeah. <laughs> One other um, encouraging thing happened at our uh, uh, at our convention Saturday, and that is that the endorsements for the local school board seats were totally won, landslide won, by the candidate who, um, in this case, her name is Lana Nelson, no relation to me as far as I know, but she won our endorsement in a landslide on the first ballot talking about like something like 65, 68, 70% of the delegates voted in favor of her. Now, the other two candidates, both of them currently are on the Alpine School Board. Um, and, and, they, and yet the delegates were so upset uh, with the current uh, school board policy that allows pornographic material in school libraries that allows the teaching of critical race theory and uh, social-emotional learning in the classrooms uh, throughout the public schools in Utah. I mean, people, uh, parents are so upset about that that these two current uh, school board members who were in the race to get the endorsement of the party, they, neither of them even got more than 20% of the vote. I mean, in in both cases, it was like 14% or 17%. Um, and it's really a slap in the face. It's a big smackdown for the current, and they deserved it, uh, for the current school board, Alpine School Board. Um, and so that was um, that was gratifying to see. Yeah, it was encouraging to, to say the least. That. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, it seems ironic to me, Sam, that, that there's so many parents in Utah, parents who profess a belief in Jesus Christ, they still send their children to a public school where their morals can be corrupted so easily. And, and in, in so doing, they're, they're stealing property from their neighbors to fund these government-run propaganda camps. Just, it's just so ironic. I don't understand. Well, that- and this isn't exactly what I'm talking about, the sheriff, too. If you ask most people, hey, do you want a constitutional sheriff? Would you like a sheriff that uh, uh, you know keeps his oath of office and a sheriff that insists on due process for you, the citizen? Everybody would say, well, absolutely. I mean, what what are you thinking? Of course. But yet two-thirds double down and back just such a candidate uh, to the point where we don't even have a runoff. 
So, uh, you know, yeah. you look at that and you just say there is a massive disconnect, ladies and gentlemen. And until that disconnect is rectified, you're going to have trouble in America. They will continue to run us off the cliff like lemmings, Lowell. Yeah, one other observation is I believe a lot of that support for the current sheriff came because there were a lot of delegates who switched their party affiliation to join the Republican Party long enough to elect delegates to the state convention who are going to support a challenger to Mike Lee, U.S. Senator Mike Lee, who has a 93% score on the Freedom Index uh, published by the New American Magazine and somebody who I think is doing a much better job in the U.S. Senate than, uh, than uh, what, 99% of the people who are there, except maybe Rand Paul. I think Mike, Mike, Mike Lee and Rand Paul are probably the two best senators in, in the U.S. Senate. Well, Becky Edwards and, and others uh, have switched parties and they are now affiliated with the Republican Party in Utah. And there's a huge uh, number of delegates who, um, you know, basically are, are, are Democrat delegates who are now voting in the conventions here in the Republican Party. We've seen a taste of that at the county convention. I believe the state convention will see a similar, um, you know, group of, of delegates there, and it's going to be very interesting how they vote on the uh, U.S. Senate race there. At yeah, they've infiltrated us, that's for sure, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead in two weeks. Yeah. yeah, two weeks. April 23rd is the state party convention. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I think we need to jettison all parties. Our founders warned us against them, and what you really have now is party-driven politics, uh, in my opinion, committing vote fraud. There you have it. People could say, no, Sam, that's not true. My response is, you know what? Where do those groups get authority to decide I don't have a stake if I'm not one of their group until the um, general election? I just miss out on all their primary decision-making. So what chance do I have to vote for a sheriff? Well, hey, most of the votes have been taken away from me all the way until the general election. I don't have any say in anything, but a lot's been already decided without me. Is that vote fraud when you put it in the hands of a private group or two? And then it's so bad in the state of Utah, one private group has so much authority so much uh, power that you got to infiltrate the other group just to possibly get a chance to make a difference. Very interesting as we discuss vote fraud, ladies and gentlemen. But it is good news on the school boards. Uh, people are sick of it. People will not tolerate it anymore. But, of course, we still strongly recommend homeschool or private school for parents who want to protect their children from the corrosive influence of critical race theory CRT, and uh, what do they call it? Social-emotional learning, uh, C-E-L. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, not to mention the perverted sex agenda, encouraging your children to become transgender and beyond. Our prayers are with stability. Disney Company, ladies and gentlemen, they're out of control. LouRockwell.com has a piece on this. We'll talk about it with Lowell in seconds on your radio. I'm James Harrigan, Senior Editor at the American Institute for Economic Research. 
I'm also the Friedrich Hayek Distinguished Fellow at FEE, the Foundation for Economic Education, and I'm the co-host of the Words and Numbers podcast. I'm pretty busy most of the time, but whenever I get a free day or two, I like to travel around the country to talk to young people wherever I find them. And that's where my friends at Loving Liberty come in. They have asked me to come to Liberty Hall in Far West to talk about some things I love talking about, the knowledge problem and human flourishing. We'll be live at 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. These two lectures are free for students, their families, and their teachers, so just about everyone, really. And while the event is free, you do have to register to attend, so head over to LovingLiberty.net to grab a seat before they're all gone. This event is kindly co-sponsored by Loving Liberty Incorporated and the Foundation for Economic Education. See you in Utah, Friday, April 22nd. I look forward to meeting all of you. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this perverted agenda in government schools and society at large is permeated, permeated uh, to affect Disney way more than we possibly realize. We knew things were kind of different than the old uh, Walt days. <laughs> but wow, we had no idea how egregious it's become lol yeah disney no longer the, is 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 no longer the company that brought music and wholesome entertainment to the silver screen that happened decades ago but nowadays hmm, they promote gay and lesbian behavior transgenderism pedophilia in their movies their theme parks and related products now not everybody is at disney is happy about this course there is a group of disney employees who recently published a letter that said in part quote the walt disney company has come to be an increasingly uncomfortable place to work for those of us whose political and religious views are not explicitly progressive we watch quietly as our beliefs come under attack from our own employer and we frequently see those who share our opinions condemned as villains by our own leadership end of quote so yeah, while this progressivism may seem like a new norm in the West, turns out that uh, this progressivism uh, might uh, disappear from Russia because why? Well, because of the sanctions on Russia. <laughs> so just, you know, I don't like the, the, the conflict over there. I don't like the sanctions being imposed on so many countries around the world by hegemonic United States here. But the one silver lining uh, to this is that uh, Russia's will 
you know, Disney will will not be able to participate in Russia anymore. They'll get kicked out, and and I think the Russian people they'll be better off for for the fact that Disney is no longer you know in their country uh, to uh, to bring this corruption to their people. The Russian people, uh, you know, have values and beliefs that um, that are very very much contrary. To the, per, the the current uh, um, stream in which Walt Disney is, is is flowing, so Russia now finds itself this magical moment, as it were, where it can forever shut the door to a rudderless company that finds itself promoting ideas totally at odds with Russian values and beliefs, and posing great harm to the psychological state of children. Well, Sam, so it's just nice to notice there is a silver lining in the dark clouds above us from time to time, eh? Yes, uh, you kind of wonder, hey, when will Disney quit America? <laughs> or when yeah. will America quit Disney? Um, again, ladies and gentlemen, I know the old days of Walt Disney was, were, was wonderful and incredible and a way to kind of, uh, you know, just temporarily escape uh, the, the rigors of the day and enjoy something fun that the whole family could enjoy. I get all those days of old. We're not in those days now. Uh, Disney has turned into a propaganda company literally using their benefits program for their employees to pervert gender, to literally fund and train people to, to literally double down and support the opposite gender. Uh, it is with sex change operations and a whole lot more. Now they call them gender affirming, but they're not gender affirming at all. It's against God's law and it's against science. You cannot frame it any other way. And Disney is quadrupling down on this. So are your government schools. So is big business and society at large, Lowell. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is exactly what's happening, Sam. The bigger the business, the more likely it is that you'll have this type of propaganda forced upon you. And uh, that's bad. you got to ask yourselves, why do men come to be transformed into women? Okay. Why are we having women transform to men? We know that scientifically it's not literally possible. Okay? We know it's against God's law. But how to transition from male to female? From male, why are we doing this, Lowell? Hmm. Well, yeah, I think it's to corrupt the morals and values of our society so that uh, we will fall from within be taken over by the Marxist uh, ideology, the Marxist philosophy, and be thereby put in chains, right? Lose our liberty because we follow the, these, uh, these false gods of, of uh, you know, we reject our own gods, the true one and true, the one and true living gods in favor of these other philosophies, then we will end up in bondage, ma'am. Pretty straightforward, I think. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, they're literally teaching why all men should be castrated. They're literally teaching this idea that you know, you've got to you've got to really think through this and stuff and say, you know, there used to be an exception where somebody was born with, uh, you know, genitals that didn't match whatever. It was the rare exception. Now they're teaching it's basically the norm for a man to want to stay a man and is against the norm. It is just bizarre, ladies and gentlemen. Shame on the Disney company. 
All right, speaking of the Disney company quitting Russia, though, an update on the military situation in the Ukraine is worth uh, the update. We talk about this quite a bit, wisely so, as we need to avoid foreign entanglements. Lowell? Well, Jacques Bob, he's a Frenchman. He authored an article, the translation of which was posted at ronpaulinstitute.org just last week, a couple days ago. Uh, Jacques uh, Baud, he's a former colonel of the general staff, ex-member of Swiss Strategic Intelligence. He's a specialist on eastern countries, uh, you know, eastern European countries, trained in the American British intelligence services. He served as policy chief of the United Nations Peace Operations, and for five years he worked at NATO against the proliferation of small arms. So he's not, an, he's not just a, he's not necessarily a good guy. I mean, I don't consider, uh, you know, him necessarily a good guy, but he does bring an interesting perspective to this conflict, and I think it's worth considering because the Ron Paul Institute posted this article, and I respect Ron Paul. He's a peacemaker, um, and I have and, and I have this abiding interest in uh, learning about the conflict between Ukraine and Russia because I have several dozen colleagues, software engineers in Ukraine, mostly in Western Ukraine, thankfully, and I pray for their welfare. I also pray. For the welfare of the Russian people. The older I get, Sam, the more I realize that most people have no hate for people of other countries, but they are often used as fodder in wars that are started by their politicians who are hungry for dominion. I, so, therefore, I blame Zelensky in Ukraine. I blame Putin in Russia. I blame the U.S. for pushing NATO eastward toward Russia. But mostly, I blame the globalists who seek the overthrow of liberty which is the spirit of Christ, wherever it is found. Because truly, Sam, as is written in Ephesians 6:12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. End of quote. So let's take a look at the military situation in Ukraine in the last three or four minutes of our show today. It really starts, uh, we need to start with the roots of the pleasant, present conflict. And that is, for the, per, for the past eight years, the mainstream media have been talking about quote-unquote separatists in the Donbass, that's the, the southeastern region of Ukraine. But this is not true. The, re, the referendums in the Republic of Donetsk and Lugansk in May of 2014 were not referendums of independence. They were referendums of autonomy. What did these two republics want? They were not seeking to separate themselves from Ukraine. In other words, they were content to stay in Ukraine, but they wanted the autonomy that would guarantee them the use of the Russian language as their official language. Yes, they were upset that in 2014, after Yanukovych got overthrown in that coup of 2014 that the U.S. helped to author, um, the, with, they were upset with the abolition of a 2012 law that made Russian an official language, right? So all these people wanted was to, to have Russian be an official language in Ukraine. And so the Russian-speaking population, mainly in eastern Ukraine, were understandably upset. Well, their reaction brought the heavy hand of Ukraine's military down on them, resulting in massacres. These are massacres of civilian populations, mainly of the Russian-speaking uh, Ukrainians 
in Odessa and Maripool, for example, being the most notable or the most popular, famous massacres. In other words, the Ukrainian military massacred their own people. Basically, kind of like Lincoln did when he tried to force uh, the southern states back into the Union. Um, uh, so Zelensky is trying to force, well, uh, yeah, yeah, um, the successor to Yanukovych tried to force uh, these uh, republics back into, you know, conforming with the rest of Ukraine. So by the end of the summer of 2014, only the self-proclaimed republics of Donetsk and Lugansk remained, um, basically. And so uh, there were no weapons. Uh, they went to the Donbass from Russia. They came from defectors from the Russian-speaking Ukrainian military unit. And so there was up to 30, almost 40 percent of the defections, I'm, I'm sorry, of the, of the uh, military in the Donbass, they came from defections from the Ukrainian military. That's where the arms came from. Um, and, and so to, to, to just get an idea of the impact on the Ukrainian army, after four years of war against the Donbass region, the Ukrainian army had lost 2,700 men. Um, and uh, the, the number of civilians killed in the Donbass were, was kind of a comparable number. And, and these are civilians that got killed. So the Ukrainian army beat up on their own people. Now, it wasn't just Ukrainians. These were 40% of the Ukrainian forces came from these uh, were, were basically foreign mercenaries, right-wing militant paramilitary people who went to Ukraine as mercenaries to join in the fight. And uh, from 19 countries, right, 102,000 men from 19 countries flocked to the Ukraine to join the so-called Ukrainian military to, to bring the iron hammer down on the people in Donbass, the Russian-speaking uh, Ukrainians in in the Donbass region of the country, right? So this these are the roots of the current war, Sam. Everybody thinks the war began when Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th, right? But that's not true at all. The Ukrainian military, these militia, these militant militias, have been bombing the Donbass for eight years, and they've been killing civilians for eight years. Um, and so, it, it, and so, and now Putin, uh, he 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 wanted Ukraine to live up to the Minsk agreement and to allow the two republics in the, in the Donbass to to have the autonomy of having Russia as Russian as their official language. Wow, so much to talk about here, more Sam. But uh, I'm telling you, it's not all like the mainstream media wants you to believe over there in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. Sam? Ladies and gentlemen, both sides are bad actors, and we ought to follow General George Washington's guidance and a modern, humble foreign policy. We ought to stay out of the foreign entanglements would be my clear, resounding advice. For Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, thank you so much. Hopefully it was educational, to say the least. Campaignforliberty.org is the website for Lowell. Across the country, get involved in Campaign for Liberty. They're doing a phenomenal job. For Sam and Lowell, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic.
Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for April the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. We have our incredible co-host with us, Dr. Scott Bradley's in the house. His lifelong goal in Collegiate Series 2, Preserve the Nation, freedomsrisingsun.com, his website. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thank you, Sam, and uh, good morning to everyone. I hope everyone's having a magnificent spring day. It's got to be good when the, uh, you know, you get through a hard winter. This is a good time to be alive. So uh, maybe we can all enjoy the day and start it off right with a little bit of proper principle in regards to this nation. So let's see where we can go with this. Amen to that. I want to talk about Russia and the Ukraine a little bit. The United States has uh, uh, been doing this for a long time, but it's been kind of in secret. Now they're literally admitting to it. Uh, Let me let you hear this soundbite from the mainstream press. Then we'll come back, break it down, and talk about it with Dr. Scott Bradley in great detail. Here's the soundbite first. The U.S. using intelligence to fight an information war and doing it to Russia for months now, and it's working. NBC News national security correspondent Ken Delaney in live in Washington. Uh, Ken, I want to start uh, by giving people an example of what this is so they know what we're talking about. Take a look. They're also suggesting that Ukraine has biological and chemical weapons in Ukraine. That's a clear sign he's considering using both of those. Can, can you explain to our viewers what was going on there and what NBC News has learned about that claim this week from three different U.S. officials? Yeah, that was a great example of what we're talking about. That was based on declassified intelligence. But we're also told the intelligence wasn't very clear about what exactly was going on. And they decided to, to disclose it as a way of deterring uh, Russia from doing that and putting the world on notice that this could happen. And that's really... That's what's going on here, the big picture. This is an unprecedented use of declassified intelligence. We've never seen this level of information warfare before from the U.S. government. And what they're doing is they're trying to preempt the Russians, get ahead of Russian disinformation, even mess with Vladimir Putin's brain, as one person put it, uh, leave him off balance to try to show that the United States knows what Russia is up to and is going to get ahead of it. Um, it's, it's really rather remarkable. Another example was when they announced that Russia had gone to China uh, to ask for help with, what, with getting some weapons. That hasn't come to pass yet, and it was almost a way of putting China on notice. Hey, we know what's going on here. Don't let this happen. So really interesting and unprecedented yeah. use of intelligence here, Alice. Yeah, and Ken, as you just said, not just intelligence here, unprecedented use. One U.S. official telling you it doesn't even have to be solid intelligence when we talk about it. It's more important to get out ahead of them, Putin specifically, before they do something. It's preventative. Whoa, wait a minute. It doesn't even have to be a fact when we talk about it. It doesn't even have to be real, ladies and gentlemen. Look, the U.S. propaganda machine now has no basis in truth or reality. You literally have these people saying it doesn't have to be solid evidence when we talk about it. Three U.S. officials now openly telling 
NBC News that, hey, we're doing this to preempt the Russians. It doesn't matter if it's factual. It doesn't matter if it's true. We're just going to basically claim this, this, and that um, because it's more important to get a hold or get ahead of the Russians on this. U.S. claims based on intelligence on Russia were literally made up. They haven't even happened yet. But they say, look, this is proof that Russia's thinking about this. Uh, This is proof that Dr. Bradley, they're literally painting lies. They're literally declassifying it as if it's intelligence. And at the end of the day, they say, well, it's not really intelligence, but don't worry. We got to win the info war uh, with the Russians, with the Chinese, with whoever. It doesn't matter if we lie. It doesn't matter if it hasn't come to pass yet. We're going to get the criminal before he's a criminal to stop criminality. But yet they're criminal in doing so, doctor. This isn't the first time this has happened. This has happened for decades. But it's the first time they blatantly admitted to it. So while they tell me and you, you can't spread fake news, no, sir. They're literally peddling fake news at the highest level of U.S. intelligence worldwide. Dr. Bradley. Well, you know, as you point out, it's not the first time this has happened. I mean, I don't care. We could put up dozens of examples of absolute total falsehoods that have been hinge points in how we have, how America has been, and and literally the nation has been changed beyond measure because of these things. I mean, you know, look look back, uh, the weapons of mass destruction that was the the big lead up to, uh, you know, invading Iraq. Uh, hmm. Uh, uh, we never found it, despite spending billions of dollars, and in hopefulness. I mean, the big talking. Uh, media heads that were out there at the head of this thing were complicit in spreading the gospel of falsehood. And and the COVID kind of thing, you, you look at at the, uh, go back to World, World War I, Woodrow Wilson. I mean, his propaganda ministry, uh, I think, would put Hitler almost to shame. Americans have been doing this forever. And, and the fact of the matter is, uh, as has been said so many times, the, uh, the first casualty of war is truth. But, but you're right, they are admitting it this time. But, but here's the spin they put on. Russia has brought to light the biological labs in Ukraine that have been working on uh, gain-of-function stuff. What is gain-of-function? What that does is it takes a germ, let's just say, a uh, virus, a uh, bacteria, whatever it is, and they work on putting, making it enhanced, more deadly, more difficult to eradicate, more easily caught and, and infected people. And, and so th- they have been working on, and it's apparent that uh, this has been going on with uh, the assistance of, of the United States government. And, and so Russia comes in and they say, hey, look, you guys, this is war crime in the making. And, and the administration takes it and spins it. Oh, no, look at this. Russia says, they're, oh, they found these things. And what this is telling us is Russia is going to turn biological weapons loose on the world. No, it doesn't mean that. It means they found biological labs there. And there's other sources that confirm this, other sources that say, oh, my goodness, the U.S. has been involved. We have been funding things. Oh, no, wait a minute. We didn't do that in North Carolina. We didn't do it shipping it off to Wuhan. 
I mean, in the gain-of-function stuff for this COVID thing, holy cow, people, and and you believe them? It's like that book, uh, Everything They Ever Told Me Was a Lie. What was his name? Patrick Shea? Yeah, his name was Patrick Shannon. Pat Shannon. Shannon, okay. Anyway, yeah, get it and read it. I mean, that that you, you'll it'll you look at almost every hinge point that happened in the 20th century has been done with the bold-faced lie, and and here we are. Oh yeah, we all know, we all know, they lied to us the last two plus years in regards to everything, in regards to this so-called pandemic. You know everything from the safe and effective. Uh, vaccines to the its virulent approach to things to how many would die to the uh, disastrous thing the PCR tests that that doesn't doesn't prove anything I mean it's just a diversion from everything else they're working behind the scenes so you know we've used the term Bravo Sierra a lot of times on your show Sam and that's exactly where we are with this and um I just can't believe the American public is has even an inkling of a desire to fall for it. But um, people seem to have the shortest memory banks in the in the universe when you say, oh, yeah, well, okay, okay, okay. They lied to us for more than two years. But this is all truth. I mean, you look at even what they're saying about the Bucha um, uh, atrocities and the timeline on that thing almost positively confirm that those deaths occurred under the watch of the Ukrainian Nazis, the National Guard or whoever they're calling themselves, Azov uh, militia. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, maybe we don't have time to go into that, but the fact of the matter is they're, uh, you know, the announcements that were made by the mayor that says, oh, yeah, all the Russians are gone, woo-woo. And, you know, they had Internet service that people could have been saying, yeah, but they killed all my neighbors. You should have seen them. They were in the street and they mowed them down and blah, blah, blah. No, none of that. Everybody was dancing in the streets. Two days later, when the Ukrainian forces get there, they start showing up with bodies with their hands tied behind their back, bullet holes in their head. And they're saying, oh, yeah, look what the Russians did as they pulled out of town. It, it really looks like a false flag thing. And people say, why would they kill their own people? They're not killing their own people. They're not killing the people of the same political ilk they are. They're killing the people that celebrated the Russians coming in, the people that collaborated, if you will, with the Russians. These kind of atrocities happen all the time. They've been all through Europe. You think what happened in World War II. These are the same people, the same mentality that is that, uh, that was running rampant in World War II. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the kind of people we're dealing with here. And the U.S. government is neck deep in the falsehood. I, I just, I'm appalled at how easily we're deceived. It just blows my mind. It blows my mind, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm telling you right now, we seem to have fallen for it hook, line, and sinker. It's shocking to me how we believe the propaganda of the government in bed with the mainstream press. And if we speak out about it, they say, oh, you guys are peddling fake news. Let's talk more in seconds with Dr. Scott Bradley. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley with us. FreedomsRisingSun.com is website with incredible weekly webinars and a whole lot more. That's FreedomsRisingSun.com. So, Dr. Bradley, I'm just telling you, I have never seen your government literally tell us. Uh, you know what, Sam, you're peddling propaganda, fake news. You're not allowed to do that. But yet they literally blatantly admit when it comes to military intelligence, they're declassifying information that is flat out not even solid information. It's merely propaganda. They're going to just a, vilify Russia uh, and or protect Ukraine on these false, dishonest narratives that literally force an agenda because the American people can't get the truth. They can't know when their government's lying, peddling propaganda, making claims that haven't even happened yet or, or are not based in fact. Um, they're blatantly admitting this nowadays. Literally, U.S. claims based on Russian intelligence made up. They're literally saying we made it up. Why? Well, because golly, Russia's the bad guy. <laughs> and we have to preempt the Russians. That's more important than telling the truth now. Uh, we got caught not too many years ago in the George Bush era with, um, you know what, we're going to torture uh, people. Now we're torturing and we're lying. And you know what? I'm not trying to side with these other nations. I believe we ought to avoid the foreign entanglements and stay out of it. But we are creating such a dishonest narrative. Uh, we're going beyond gendering hate around the world. We don't even have the moral high ground anymore. 
and now they're blatantly admitting to it. Well, you know, uh, some of your listeners, I'm, I'm kind of being a little facetious about this, some of your listeners may remember the, the Steele dossier. And uh, that, was, that was a falsehood that grew legs and, and had an extended life, sign, life cycle. Total fabrication, web of lies and deceit, paid for, delivered as a political agenda to derail a political uh, campaign. It, it, it resulted in things like, oh, little tiny things like an impeachment, you know. And you look at the follow-on impeachment that's happened with the January 6th thing. Holy cow, people. If you believe, if, if they have a press conference on something, you better look pretty carefully. That's very a, a kind of a, a, a giveaway, a dead giveaway that what's happening is spin control and just a falsehood. It, it's uh, something that the, those at the head of the government, I, I don't know as you can say they've never stooped this far because, I mean, you remember back when, you don't remember, but you probably, if you've studied it, recognize what Lincoln did during the Civil War, so-called Civil War, and his jailing of, of legislators and, and uh, newspaper uh, editors and stuff like that. His effort to spin the control of the narrative that was out there, and I mean, this is this is plainly an unvarnished lie that uh, all this falsehood. Again, I mentioned the World War One thing with Woodrow Wilson, but that's how they do business, and uh, we just have to to kind of look at everything and say, "Whoa!" I, I think I've mentioned to you before, Sam. I, I spoke to a supposed pro-life group, several hundred people. And I talked about, if you're really pro-life, how come you're so pro-war? How come you're so much uh, a blatant militant that wants to run off and stick our nose in every single scrap that happens around the world? You know, the Lindsey Grahams of the world. I always say, you, want, you can't wait to get some Marines killed. Somewhere, some dusty, dirty hole in the world. And... Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things. People that, that claim to be conservative, principled people are just, oh, yeah, don't kill any babies, but it doesn't matter we're killing 18, 19, 20-year-olds. It doesn't matter that we're killing uh, other societies, people they've never met around the world, that some kind of drumbeat has, has led us to go off and do that for the military-industrial complex. Anyway, it was crickets when I got done talking. Because people don't equate, oh, yeah, it's, it's okay to, I mean, phew. but don't ever get in their way of killing, you know, young men and women that we're sending overseas and whole societies. Um, and, and so anyway, after I, I packed my stuff up and I walked out the door, I got out in the foyer, there was one guy that wanted to talk to me. And he had a very heavy, he was from Europe, he was from Spain, and he says, he says, I, I, I'm a foreign exchange student. I came here to, I had heard there was a pro-life gathering here. And I, he says, I wanted to hear what the people had to say. And, and he'd been there a whole day. And, and so I was, late afternoon when I was talking, he says, you're the only one that gets it. He says, you're the only one that has expressed what the rest of the world thinks about America. He says, you guys are bullies. You guys just, you know, force the agenda. You force the 
the fit on everything, and and uh, and the rest of us are out there feeling like we we've been just abused, and and so all of this falsehood is seen by so many others, but not in our country, particularly not those that are of the ilk, where they claim to be constitutionalists. And I've told you maybe before about uh, I got a phone call. This was back when Trump was beating the war drums in in Syria, and uh, you know the the idea of the uh, chemical weapons and the fuel oil bombs and everything that were being dropped. And uh, Assad was doing this on his own people. And uh, this this person I've known for years, many years, and uh, had great discussions with him about constitutionality of lots of things. He wanted us to start World War III because, you know, Russia was playing in that sandbox too on the side of Assad. Russia was the only organization really fighting ISIS because we helped create them, by the way. This is a whole other subject that we can get into. But but at any rate, uh, it was a false flag operation. The the people that wanted us to enter the war against Assad were offending our sensibilities, our morality. And, and uh, man, women and children were dying, and it was something Assad was doing, and hyperventilation was happening among people of the so-called conservative bent. And they wanted to march off to war. It wasn't anything that it was presented as. It was simply a false flag operation that was that its intent and purpose was to drag us into the war. That's the same with, I believe, all of these uh, dead people laying around in the streets with a bullet hole in their head over in Ukraine as the Russians withdraw two or three days before. And nobody's ever said anything about it until after the... Uh, the Nazis that uh, the march in and take take over and take a look, it's it's a World War II replay again. Every bit is atrocious, but but the way they spin it is that the Russians, oh yeah, they told us they found biological labs. Oh, that's a code word. That's a code word. They're going to use biologics against us. <gasps> we better start this, you know, and and pretty soon they spin it in their own web. I just don't understand it. Uh, well, I do understand it, but but most Americans won't think long and hard enough about it to understand they're being had. We're being sucker-punched. Uh, Pasaki and, and the rest of the crew from the administration, they are the misinformation ministry of information out of 1984. <laughs> the, the ministry of truth, you know, you remember that, Winston Smith and all that kind of stuff from, from Orwell's book, 1984. That's where we are, people. That's where the United States is right now. And they'll tell us anything that they think they can get away with to further their agenda, whether it's about the economy, whether it's about some disease that uh, they've uh, foisted on us for years, uh, something about fuel prices. I, I blame it on the Russians for crying out loud. I'm not, again, as you point out, Sam, we're not standing tall with Putin, but we're saying, let's seek truth. I told you, every, every time I sit down at my desk, in front of me is a plaque that has a George Washington aphorism on it. It says, there is but one straight course, and that is to seek truth and pursue it steadily. That's before my face all the time, and that's what I think we've got to start doing if we're not going to be sucker punched into some really bad things. By the way, it's not just the American public. You look at what's happening in the United States legislature, House and Senate. You've got all these rallies and senators and congressmen that are 
We've got to support the Ukraine. No, we don't. Read the farewell address again. Go read the Monroe Doctrine. Go read Jefferson and, and Madison and go read George Washington's many statements about it and start realizing that it's not our dogfight. We don't have dogs in this. And it's, it's interesting. I heard a commentary the other day. Oh, yeah. Boy, this is one of those things that has monumental consequences for the United States. Only if we get in the fight. Only if we get in the fight. There's nothing out there that's a threat to any of us. No existential anything. So, Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. President Biden will nominate Ohio's former top federal prosecutor to head the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Steve Dettelback served as U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Ohio for seven years after he was nominated by his Harvard Law School classmate, then-President Barack Obama. The ATF post has been vacant since the start of the Biden administration. A surprise visit by United Kingdom Prime Minister Boris Johnson in Kyiv, Ukraine, and some FaceTime with President Zelensky at a press conference. And we will give you the support that you need, the economic support, but also, of course, the defensive military support, in which I'm proud to say that the UK helped to, to lead the way. Multi-billionaire Elon Musk says thanks, but no thanks to Twitter. Mr. Musk will not be joining Twitter's board of directors. USA Radio News. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 800-707-9709. 800-707-9709. That's 800-707-9709. Drugs continue to pour across the border in record numbers. And what's being described by Orange County, California, as its largest drug bust in about 16 years, authorities say they've recovered roughly 1,000 pounds of drugs after pulling over a minivan last month. According to a press release by the Orange County DA's office, Buena Park Police recovered over 800 pounds of meth, nearly 190 pounds of cocaine, and about 20 pounds of fentanyl. Orange County DA Todd Spreitzer explains just how deadly fentanyl can be. 20 pounds that we recovered can kill half of New York City, half of Los Angeles, and Orange County, California, my county, one and a half times. It's cheap, it's manufactured in China, it's imported and then uh, processed in Mexico. Tiger Woods wrapped up his 2022 Masters Tournament by showing a little rust Sunday. He was tied for 47th place. USA Radio News. 
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. The idea in America has been, hey, if we go to war everywhere else, it'll prevent war from happening here on our soil. And even though I believe that's wrong-headed, it's not a reason to go to war. It's a preempt kind of an idea in the first place. Not only scriptural, uh, scripturally do we find that chasing uh, you know, groups into their own lands for war is a wrong-headed strategy. I mean, under so many logical reality checks, is it a foolish notion? Nevertheless, we believe that. But, Dr. Bradley, I think that's short-lived. I think that we're going to see war on our shore. I don't want it. But I'm telling you, as we continue to provoke hatred uh, and, and continue to um, engage in, uh, in my opinion, unjust, immoral, belligerent warfare, it's going to come home to haunt us. We're going to get what we're given if we're not very, very careful indeed. I'm afraid we're running out of time, sir. Well, you know, I, I believe we've already been hit. I, I believe if you look back to the, the original Trade Towers thing, that was blowback. I mean, you look at how we are basically uh, the warrior class, if you will, for other surrogate countries, or that were their surrogate. I don't know. You read, you read in farewell address, George Washington's farewell address, about how we become slaves to those that were pursuing their national interest at, at the at the their behest and at our expense. It happens all the time. In the Middle East, it's become a way of life. You look at the Israeli connection and the Saudi connections for what's going on and, and how they're um, engaged in, it's just been, it's an e- a nation or nations of eternal warfare and how we're always the one pushing the button. And yes, absolutely, we have had blowback. It's going to get worse. There's no question about it. I don't believe that there's really any reason to believe we were going to, you know, they tell us, oh, my goodness, they attacked us in 9-11 because they don't like freedom. Are you kidding me? Everybody likes freedom unless it's something that, well, they like freedom for themselves, but if they can put others under slavery, they do. But the fact of the matter is that most of the stuff that's happened has been as a result of bad foreign policy on the part of the United States. We simply have not been, um, we haven't been honorable in the way we've dealt with other countries. And and you know what? If they kill your brother, they kill your daughter, your son, they kill your family, whatever. I mean, our drone strikes, I mean, this is blood for blood, and that's where we're going with this stuff. Our foreign policy has been faulty for so long. We have been the pointy end of the spear for so many countries around the world and they're, they're just getting sick and tired of it. And if, if they have a way, a means, of process of somehow delivering it back to us, I suspect they're going to. And, um, and why wouldn't they? Yeah, we're, we're separated by oceans, but, you know, the world's gotten smaller nowadays uh, in terms of, you know, we can get around the world fairly quickly and airplanes and all that kind of stuff. And um, you get enough mad people out there and you, you bring them in as is the illegal immigrants and so on. I mean, you've got, they, they call them OTMs, other than Mexicans that are coming through the border. Uh, our, <laughs> our sieve, it's not even a sieve, it's a floodgate in, in uh, the southern border. border. And um, we have individuals coming from hostile countries, if you want to think about it. These are countries 
that we've been poking in the eye with a, sport, a sword or a spear, and uh, they're coming in. You get, an, uh, you know, how many does it take? A dozen? Five dozen? Five hundred thousand? I don't know what the, what the uh, critical mass number is, but a really small number can become a real pain real fast and take out huge numbers if the right approach is used according to their agenda. And, yeah, we're getting blowback. There's no question about it in my mind. And we continue to follow false narratives, false flag operations. We continue to do business at the behest of other countries. They want us to come in and launch a drone strike, or they, they think it would be cool if we did some Tomahawk missiles. And, and uh, we drove our armored vehicles around, bumping into other, you know, people that they're not happy with. And pretty soon we've offended a large portion of the world. But if we'd had a decent foreign policy and it was used the way that the American founding fathers intended it to be originally, uh, I think we'd have a lot more friends and a lot fewer enemies out in the world if, <laughs> if we just would have followed these sound doctrinal things that just we could give hundreds probably of examples of, of their uh, advice and counsel but we've completely ignored it, we, and we've ignored it for decades, at least a century now. So I don't know. There, there's going to be a comeuppance, and as George Mason said, we've mentioned this many times on your show about how nations don't exist in the eternities, so they uh, must get their rewards or punishments in this life, you know. So, yeah, it's, uh, we're going we're gonna to get more of what we've had and uh, I think it'll be something that we shouldn't be very uh, confident that it's not going to happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so there's two main kind of questions for you, or kind of a statement and then a question. How the U.S. created a world of endless war? And the question that follows that is, why do we love war? Why do we love that? Why do we double down in defense of and promotion of that? Anybody that goes to any war for any reason, any time is considered a war hero. We literally appraise, you know, appraise and applaud them and uh, to the point of nauseum. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I, 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 I don't want to appreciate someone's sacrifice for their country. But most war heroes that are real heroes go thinking they're defending the greatest country on the face of the earth, the American way, uh, you know, freedom for all around the world. And they come back disenchanted going, don't call me a hero. We, uh, I, you know what? My reason for going over there and what we did when we were there are polar opposites. Shame on us is what most uh, people who really dig in and go to war end up feeling like at the end of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, U.S. propaganda has no basis in truth. All right, It doesn't even have to be solid intelligence anymore to just lie. So we're lying about Russia and China and the Ukraine and all the we're at over 130 nations militarily. We're lying, 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 and then we want to pretend we have the moral high ground, ladies and gentlemen. This is how the U.S. has created a world of endless war by lying and deceiving and waging war and funding all sides of wars and and training and funding and building the military-industrial complex and promoting the Cold War. Eventually, you know, we we just create war. Why do we love war? I just don't understand it, ladies and gentlemen. We should turn to God's law. But we'll leave that to another day as we dig into the culture war, speaking of war, a little bit more. Dr. Bradley, 
The Daily Caller asked 50 out of 50 Republicans, or Democrats, I mean, uh, to define the word woman, and they all nobody responded. Nobody was willing to define the word woman. Well, then they turned around and asked the Republicans, and only 15 out of 50, that's one five out of five zero, 15 out of 50 Republican senators were willing to define woman when questioned by the Daily Caller. Think about that for a minute. Only 15 out of 50 would define women when questioned by the Daily Caller. Zero out of 50 Democratic senators responded to the Daily Caller's inquiry. Think about that. So the Republicans, I guess, better than the Democrats, um, but not much. Yeah, when you get only 30%. Still unwilling. Yeah, 30% of the Republicans. 30% people. 30%. I mean, holy cow. I mean, that's kind of like, um, but see, we, we've got this weird standard for those that that um, that are in positions of responsibility and trust. I mean, you know, you talk about their oath of fidelity to the Constitution. Almost nobody holds that sacred at all. And I always use the example with people, look, when you get married, you take an oath of fidelity to the individual. And, and if you were a, a 75 percenter on that oath, that means, you know, only one week a month you're you're unfaithful it's unacceptable if you were 90 percent faithful that that's only three days a month you're unfaithful but people you wouldn't put up with that with a marriage think what it is when we have these trusted representatives that we trust with with power now admit it's it's a limited power their powers are few and well defined according to madison the 45th federalist paper but that's the problem we have is that we're willing to give people a pass for just really crappy service, service that has, um, it, it's uh, it's adulterous if you think about it in a marriage con- situation. And, and when you consider how spineless they are in being able to buck the system, I mean, it's all politically correct to say, well, if person decides they want to be a, a guy or a girl, it, yeah, we have to go with that. And... And they're unwilling to stick their neck out and say, you guys are nuts. This whole thing is just a phony baloney uh, agenda to destroy the whole society. The family is at stake, people. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk more about it in seconds with a good doctor on your radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. To leave a message, press 1. 
change your message, press 7. Hey, Mom, Dad, Mark here. Wow, I love college, really. I never knew living on my own could be so, uh, good for me. Uh... To change your message, press 7. So, here I am at college. It's cool. Well, of course, it's only been a week. To change your message. Hey, it's me. I was just remembering that time I hit my first home run, you know, through the garage window. Thanks for not being mad. No. To change Hi. Boy, I miss you guys. I miss my room. I miss waking up to warm socks straight from the dryer. Warm socks? Family. Isn't it about time? Hi, it's Mark. Um, love you guys. Uh, I'll call you later. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Gentlemen, the culture war continues. The battles become more and more frequent and more hardcore <laughs> along the way. Sad but true. Eventually, there'll be a great showdown, ladies and gentlemen. It's tragic but true. How the U.S. created a world of endless war. They've done it by provocateur agendas all throughout. And we mentioned that, hey, you know what? Fifteen. Out of 50 Republicans were willing to define the word woman. 50 out of 50 Democrats were not. Ladies and gentlemen, out of 100, that's 85% that were not and only 15% that were willing to define the word woman. How are we going to win the culture war like that? Uh, and you think about that and you say, look, uh, they want you to believe what you got to do is just back the Republicans and stop the Democrats because the Democrats are the bad guys. But if you were to cheat on your spouse 15% of the time, what would that look like? Okay, but furthermore, um, you know what? What if you just obeyed the Constitution 85% of the time? Uh, Dr. Bradley, that 15% will eventually uh, rot the apple from within, sir. Well, that's why in the fourth article of the Constitution, they said every state has to be a republic. They couldn't afford to bring in a polluted form of government into the nation it had rot the whole country out. And, and nowadays, you know, the, of course, they don't even believe we're a republic anymore. And, and the, the moral basis of a free society has put it complete. I mean, you know, the religion and morality aspect. Uh, John Adams said the Constitution's only for a religious and a moral people. And it's inadequate to govern any kind other than that. And, and that's the problem we've got. We keep putting spineless people in government, and that's the kind of government we get. And it, I think they are rotting it out from the inside out. You know, Let and, me give and, you an uh, example to make the point, Dr. Bradley. The Utah County, that's the county in which I live, Republican Party had a big old nominated convention uh, this last weekend. All right? And the Utah County Sheriff of Utah... And I say Utah County and then Utah because we're talking about the county is called Utah County and it's in the state of Utah. So the Utah County, Utah sheriff, his name is Mike Smith. He's unconstitutional. He's not willing to keep his oath of office. He's not willing to guarantee due process for the American people really at all. But he received 65% of the delegate vote. He won't even face a primary, which means if you're a Republican in Utah, there's no challengers anymore that matter. Uh, okay. The people didn't even get a chance to vote. This private party, 
literally controlled the the vetting, controlled the, and then the delegates literally doubled down and backed this guy. Uh, and you know what? You're not going to have a constitutional sheriff uh, in your county with that kind of a shenanigan going on. But we see it, and then most people don't even realize it happened, Doctor. Sadly, the tale that you tell is is more widespread than anybody even believes. In Utah, for example, you know, the reddest of the red states. Yeah, right. We've talked about this before. Utah really, truly is a sanctuary state. They haven't made a big deal of it. They haven't announced it like, you know, places like Portland do and San Francisco. Uh, but but Utah is truly a sanctuary state. And, uh, and I would venture to guess that, I don't know, 30% maybe, I don't know, It's a, it's a guess, of the population is illegal in Utah. And it's because they encourage it and they facilitate it. And this idea of you getting a constitutional sheriff, what the heck is that? How many Americans even have an understanding of the fact that uh, the law enforcement, I mean, you look at, oh, Ammon Bundy was involved in this little thing about that little boy, Cyrus, that got stolen out of his mother's arms here a few weeks ago by, um, you know, some really good Nazis, you know, some police officers that were fulfilling the will of the Child Protective Services, a nursing baby, but but they they had oh I was just following orders, and I mean I've talked to sheriffs, they say well I'm going to follow the law. Really, what if the law is unconstitutional? What if the law violates due process? What if it ends up being something that destroys your liberty? Are you going to follow that too? And they never even think of it. Most of them, you know. So this Utah County Sheriff that got such a overwhelming vote. By the way. I mentioned the Republican thing because in Utah, if you have an R behind your name, the overwhelming majority of the time, you're going to get elected without even having a, ra- a real race in the general election. That's just the way it is. And people have said, well, I'm a Republican. He's a Republican. I I guess we have the same ideals. Well, guys like Orrin Hatch that ran that ran for years and years and years in the Utah uh, as a senator from Utah at the national level that guy probably had more democratic blood in his in his uh, policies that he brought forth than Joe Biden did in fact they collaborated on many instances and so did Ted Kennedy and him but uh, but they got a lot of stuff through because oh by golly I'm a republican the people kept sending him back to office but but that's what we do we've got to start looking at the facts look at the people that are running look at their at their uh, not just their record but their rhetoric and uh somebody brought me a candidate last night that they had me look at and uh i i i did a little reading about what they've got they they seemed like they're they're really pretty much on the same page as Joe Biden on a lot of things and that's not what you would think, based upon the fact they claim to be pro-life and pro-Second Amendment and pro-Constitution. and You can say all that stuff, but you look at what they've been doing and you say, holy cow, what? Oh. I mean, that's like when Mitt Romney got elected in the state of Utah. And uh, so many people have come to me and asked, how do we get him out of office now? And there isn't a recall button that you can hit. you got to be more wise when you choose your representatives. And I tell people, do that. That You've got to investigate. Well, he deceived me, they say. How did he do that? You can look back decades 
in his behavior and find out where he's really coming from, and yet you voted for him. Yeah, well, he said so many good things when he was running. <laughs> By their fruits, ye shall know them. And uh, that's just not what we're doing nowadays. We've got to get smarter in how we vet those that are supposed to be our trusted representatives. And uh, what happened in Utah County, Sam, I'm sorry to say, probably happened all over the state of Utah on the caucus nights they had and in their county conventions that they're having. And it certainly will happen in the state convention. But they've got other ways to subvert it if, it, uh, if you get a principled person they, they have other ways that the Republican Party has helped subvert that through legislative action. We could talk about that at some length, too, someday, if you wished. They, they stack the deck in favor of the establishment. They really, truly do. It's tragic. You have plenty um, of challengers for Mike Lee, and here's what I find interesting. Um, uh, on one hand, everybody wants to go against the challengers to Mike Lee. Um, they say Mike Lee has a commanding lead. Plenty of challengers for Mike Lee in Senate race, but little competition. Well, I think Mike Lee's better than most, but I wouldn't call Mike Lee even a constitutional leader, doctor. Well, you know, Mike Lee does a lot of good things, but but he claims to be doing good things sometimes when it's just uh, smoke and mirrors. And uh, I would venture to guess, if it came right down to it, Mike Lee's position in um, going to war on behalf of Israel probably is, yeah, let's do it, baby. And and this setting aside of all of uh, the uh, sound founding principles, uh, this idea of, you know, essential principles that Jefferson talked about, commerce with all nations, alliance with none. That was to be our motto. Uh, he said, I deem it one of the essential principles of government and the consequently one which ought to be shaped by administration, peace, commerce, and honest friendship with all nations, entangling alliances with none. But you, you look at a guy like Mike Lee, and he's reflecting what a lot of the voters in Utah probably feel too. Yeah, let's go to war on behalf of Israel. And he, he does stuff like he says he's saved us from the NSA, and they're collecting our personal information. No, he didn't. He, he passed a law that says, the NSA can't directly, can't directly collect that information. They have to get it from a third party, buy it from a third so party. So it sounds good on the surface, ladies and gentlemen, but it's not no. as ironclad as you think. It's not solid. It's 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 you know, it's playing games, making you believe one thing when the other is reality. Uh, I'm going to give you one last headline before the end of the hour and have you response respond, Doctor Bradley. I did that. Our bumper stickers, uh, or I should say, our stickers being put on gas pumps. Now, I did that, and it points to Joe Biden talking about the high price of gases. I warn people against it because I believe it's the violation of private property, etc. So I've kind of really stood against this. But now, Thomas Richard Glazelski, I think is how you say his name, got arrested in Pennsylvania uh, after placing Biden. I did that decals on gas pumps, uh, and he went ballistic and kind of had a big old to-do. Um, this is kind of what I'm talking about. There's right ways and wrong ways to go about restoring the republic, sir. Well, indeed, there is. It's interesting, though, that but Biden didn't do this all by himself. His little That's old lonesome, right. demented mind that uh, probably stacks BBs for, for uh, occupation most of the time, 
but but no, this has been going on for a long time. This inflationary force that is basically devouring our nation and our economy and everything. This it didn't just start with Trump, but yeah, it was really facilitated with Trump. It didn't just start with with you know uh, Bush. It didn't just start with Obama. We have been doing this for decades. And and really what's happening is the uh, the fact that we've been creating money out of thin air for so long. It's it's finally coming to fruit. You know, by their fruits you shall know them. And this is the fruit we're going to have. It's going to be a bitter fruit where they've been sending money out by the truckload. And nobody's earned it. They're just printing it. It's just showing up in your bank account, whatever. And... Um, and so the entire population of America has been part of this whole thing because we think we're getting something for nothing. And you say, oh, well, it's just, uh, it's just paper money. It's, it's not so hurtful. There's, t- there's really serious talk right now of abandoning the dollar as the reserve currency. And when that happens in the world, we're going to see the true value of the dollar, you know, when it's not tied to, to petroleum anymore and and hasn't have the strength of our economy behind everything, when they put a basket together of different currencies, or they maybe land on somebody else's nightmare of of what kind of currency ought to back the world's uh, economy, we're going to see the true value of a dollar. It's it's not going to be pretty either. We're going to see a few cents is what a dollar will buy. And we're not you know, defending the U.S. Federal Reserve note dollar, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. No. We're just telling you that we're in serious, serious trouble over this. And we don't mean this all to be negative, ladies and gentlemen. There is hope, but hope is in your God. Hope is in your family. Hope is in the Constitution, the supreme law of the land. Hope is in the principles that our founding fathers embraced in spades, something we're simply setting aside now, and we ought not or, or it will be to our peril. The answer is to use the work of the Founding Fathers as a legacy to carry that forward with fidelity in ways that can preserve God, family, and country. When I say preserve God, we can't preserve God. We can just preserve our relationship to Him. We can repent and turn to Him, and He promises us blessings if we do. Family, the fundamental unit of society, the ultimate solution, and country, principles that made America great can do it again. God save the Republic of the United States of America.